Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Tonight on the show, Zach, we're doing a little bit of a PSA, a bit of a public service announcement because we have entered a very dangerous time of the year for all uni students. Now, could it be that magpies are sweeping? No, is that's... That, <laughs> those are the usual seasons I look out for. Right. Uh, is it hay fever season? These are all valid seasons. No, this is group assignment season. Oh, the worst of them! The worst of them all. Anyone who has who's at uni, has been to uni, would know the dread that sets in when group assignments take over. And it is about that time of semester. And today, Zach, a friend has told me a story that they're currently in with a group assignment, which I think might be one of the worst I've heard of all time. This is a severe case of group assignment issues. What percentage of the group is letting them down? Uh, okay, so what, there's four of them in the group. 25% of the, of the group there's is letting them down. There's one bludger. And that, isn't that often how it goes? Yep. There's often one person who the other three carry. I've been that person many a time. <laughs> Well, see, you and I both did not successfully complete a university degree. We started it. Yes. We started the race mm. and then got bored halfway through. Mm. I think you and I both, in fact, I've let you were down in a group assignment before. Yeah, that's how we met. Well, yeah. we didn't meet because you never showed up. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, a, uh, a bad part of my past, a skeleton from my past, returned to haunt me today mm-hmm. and remind me of, uh, I guess, the, the mistakes I've made throughout my life. What we see in the movie The Mummy with Brendan Fraser (laughs) has happened to you in real life. Great reference, just quietly. Um, Yeah, look, so I was going to to get my license from you today, Um, I guess the... The driver license renewal building. Yep. And I was there, uh, you know, they give you the ticket, you wait in line for ages, it's like a 30 minute wait, you finally got up. It's like the butcher. It is, isn't it? Um, It's a long wait, I finally got up there thinking it's going to be a quick process, they'll take my form, I'll get my new license. Two lamb chops please. (laughs) Ah, confused it again. I always confuse my ticketing systems. But uh, but instead, I walked up to the counter after my number was finally called. I handed my form over, mm. and the woman who was working there, she looks up at me, and then she does like a double take. She looks up again, and she says, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Maybe it's uh, you know, someone who I used to, maybe I went to school with her son or something. Yeah. I, I've come across this woman in the past somehow. And she says, aren't you the guy who failed his learner's <laughs> test more than anyone else ever had? And I was like, and, and then it all came flooding back. Now, I mentioned this, I think, on the show before. No, I've Haven't never I? heard this before. Have I not told you this? No. Oh, so, okay, well, you're going to enjoy this. Eight years ago, when I was going for my learner's test, yeah. I set the record in my local uh, transport department. But what do you mean you set the record? Like, it was a well-known record. Oh, well, the, so I failed it five times, right? right? And on the fifth time I went in, three of them gathered around while they marked it to, to see if I was going to fail again. Like, it became a big, is he going to do it again type thing, right? right. Did your picture go up on the <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't think so. I thought I'd left it in my past until today. Right. right. So, so you were recognised. Eight years on. They're still recogni- talking about you. Well, evidently. Well, this is the thing. She called like uh, her, her colleague over, Bill. She's like, Bill, can, this is oh, the guy. Oh, that's great. This is the guy. And then she starts asking me questions. And, and the first question was, how many accidents have you had? Yeah, because obviously, if yes. you have failed the learners that much, they must feel like yeah. you're the worst driver in the world. <laughs> and can I say, not, not have you had an accident, how many accidents have you had? And they would know. I I would think that they, they're oh, they, around accidents all the time. They're around licensing. Yes. Well, I said none. And then her That's respo- not true. Well, I haven't had an that accident. That is not true. I haven't really had an accident. And her response- What do you mean you haven't really? When What accident have I had? I was out in the car park the other day and you're showing me a bump on the back oh, of your no, car. That was when I scraped a post driving past. That's not an accident. Yes, it <laughs> is. Anyway, she said you mustn't drive much if you haven't had an accident. That was her only resolution for that. You've reversed but- multiple times into things. 
Is that an accident? Yes. Yeah, you hit something on like a <laughs> while you're what driving. What do you think an accident is? <laughs> That's probably one of the questions I got wrong in the learners <laughs> test, actually. Um, but anyway, so you know, we're we're having this chat, and ultimately, she's like, she 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 was giving me the renewal form. She's putting it all through, and she says, "I actually feel like unsafe giving you a license again." Like co- comically, she's like, "Finally, I feel like that I've been, <laughs> my feelings have been edified because I feel unsafe driving with you all the time, and I've told you that." <laughs> I'm not that bad a driver. You make me feel I very mean, unsafe. The other day, we were lined up perfectly for a tree because <laughs> you dropped something and you went down to pick it up in the driver's mint. seat. Yes. But I, I, I saved us from that, didn't I? I swerved back. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I, I left the, the, the building today and I realized that some people end up with like, you know, like a university wing named after them. Mm. Some people have like a statue built of them in the city. I think my legacy is going to be the inside joke at the local Department of Transport. I'm the loser. Did you think they were asking for your autograph and they were actually <laughs> just getting you to sign the <laughs> license? Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Harry Styles went to the bathroom after having a big dinner. I mean, it's very much felt like giving birth. Um... It was very exciting. I mean, it was nerve-wracking also. Also, Donald Trump has started reading the Hunger Games trilogy. It's such a big story, and I'm sure it will continue forward, but uh, what they did is horrible. And Seal doesn't understand how swag boards work. I don't know if any of it makes sense, to, to, to be quite honest. How can it all of a sudden take a left turn? So, no, it doesn't really make sense. Right across Australia. You're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, we are at the near the end of semester one for uni students uh, for 2017. And it is that, that stage of the year where group assignments come to their culmination. You start to have to put in your group assignments, present your group assignments. Mm-hmm. And it is always when I think the probably the most stressful experience of being a university student hits. Well, because you don't have control over how well you do. No. You're relying on some teammates yes. who probably aren't very good. <laughs> well, st- statistically, people in your group assignment at uni, if you haven't been to uni, this is one of the main rules of your university life. They're going to let you down. Yep. You have one person that does a lot of work. Yes. You have two people who are kind of in the middle. Yep. And one person who's really, really bad. Well, this is exactly what's happened to a friend of mine, Zach. She was telling me this story today. Uh, she's just been in this morning to present. A, she does a business degree. Yep. Present the assignment. It was a two-month thing they've been working on. Really in-depth. Now, there were four of them in the group. And for two months, they've been working in tutorials and outside of tutorials, putting this presentation together. And one guy, and she said I should name him, so James, yeah. one guy hasn't shown up to a single shoot or a single one. They assumed he dropped out of the course, right? Yeah. They said he's clearly dropped out. We're a three-person group. Now, that's what it is. He <laughs> shows up today to present the assignment, stands next to them, and gets 25% of the grade. That is so <laughs> funny. Just walks in there and says, hey, guys, we're presenting oh, so today. So he doesn't, he doesn't um, ask for any lines or anything? Uh, I think he just said, I'm taking the last quarter of it or whatever. And they just, they're like, oh, uh, I And so I guess what, they so. gave him palm cards? Yeah, <laughs> I think they did. And so she's, she's telling me this. She's like, we've done all the work for two months. He's been off. He could have been in Fiji. Who knows where he's been? Yep. And he's just come he in. He wasn't and, in Fiji, mate. Well, he could have been He was at home Fiji. playing FIFA. <laughs> That's definitely what he was doing. <laughs> but he's just sorted back in and taking 25% of the grade without, like, I, I can understand being there and not doing the work, but he wasn't even there. Mm. 
So this is what we want to know. 13, 10, 60. Yeah. Your group assignment horror story, Zach. Uh, I had one of these come up yesterday, believe it or not, Dom. I haven't been at uni for a little while, but yes. it came up on my Facebook on this day, and mm. it was a memory I had completely blocked out. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest with you, I feel pretty bad about it. I got this message on my Facebook on this day from a few years ago, mm. uh, show up yesterday. It was from someone who I didn't recognize the name of, yeah. and then I had to put two and two together and realize, like, oh, I was in a group assignment with them, <laughs> like, in first year uni. This was the message they left. Yep. Where were you today? <laughs> anyway, we will be meeting in the library tomorrow, and you have to be there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, love, I love the tone of it. Wait, were you at the meeting in the library? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. They were very angry at me. And do you know what? Yep, rightfully so. It's so funny, though, that you have to, because that's what you do when you get a group of someone. You add everyone on Facebook, yeah. and then you just have, the, there's probably, I'd say, 10 or 15 people on everyone who went to uni's Facebook friend list. You're like, how do I know them again? Yes. The group assignment. That's right. I let them down. <laughs> <laughs> so we've asked them 131060 for your group assignment horror stories. We have Millie in Sydney. What happened in your group assignment, Millie? So I was in a two-person group assignment. Yeah. Mm. It was like a 5,000-word science journal. So we split it up evenly. It was all really good. So she was doing the, the hand-in and I was doing like the presentation section. So, Millie, you're on PowerPoint duty. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. on PowerPoint duty. Obviously, a delegate wasn't good enough. So I sent in my like 2,500 words so she could like put my section in the part. Yep. And I didn't realize until pretty much like the day of that she'd rewrote my entire section because she didn't think it was good enough. And then she, like, rewrote my speaking part as well. <laughs> she just, like, handed me the palm card. I was like, here, um, I've made sure it goes along with your presentation, but you're not saying what you want to. You're saying what I'm telling you. And how did you go on the end, Millie? We got full marks, but... Oh, okay, well, <laughs> they can't be any complaints. You know what, Millie? I'm not even going to play the horror sting for that because I reckon she's helped you out. <laughs> that sounds like my ideal situation. <laughs> hey, I've done the work for you and gotten you a higher grade. I mean, but look, thank you for calling, Millie. Taylor in Brisbane, what's your group assignment horror story? So, basically, I was doing a subject that was way advanced for my age group and they were all, like, much older than me. Mm. Yep. So I was um, in the course and they were all like trying to get really high grades so they could go into really high paying jobs. And basically I was the youngest and just doing a really terrible job. Yeah. look. Uh, so you're the one letting everyone down. Yeah. I right. resonate with that, Taylor. And you know what? I mean, it's not your fault. You're not in that course no, to do that. You no. just wanted yeah, to scrape by. And I did the best I could. I would rock off and be like, yeah, the color is blue because that's important. And they would be like... <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I, you know, can we just say, Zach, I think you and I are speaking on behalf of people who've let groups down in the past. Mm. It is a hard position to be in and it deserves sympathy. Yeah, I mean, because there's two types of letting people down. Yes. It's being lazy yep. and it's not being up to the task. And I've been both of them. <laughs> uh, lastly, Aiden in Newcastle, what's your group assignment horror story? Hey, mate, so my group assignment horror story was we had to do an uh, essay and a poster mm. and um, I'd been contacting this girl for weeks to try and get in touch with her. She, she jumped off the radar. Yeah, didn't show up to class, nothing. Yep. Um, so I, I received an email about two days before it was due, and she was like, oh, I think we're in a group together. And I was like, <laughs> you've got to be joking. <laughs> right, and so how did it end up, Aiden? What ended up happening? So um, I told her what to do. I'd done a fair bit of it, and she emailed me one paragraph for the essay. <laughs> I did the rest of it, the poster and the essay. Yep. 
And then she didn't even roll up the class and we had to hand it in. <laughs> oh, wow. But she still got half the grade? Yeah, she got, like, the same mark as me, so uh, I was pretty gutted. You know what, though? Mm. I thought reflecting on a lot of these stories, yes. I mean, it's very unfair, but doesn't that set you up for the world really well? <laughs> you know, life's not fair. That's true. Sometimes people get through on your hard work. It's maybe the most important lesson you can learn at uni is to cheat and, and take advantage of others' maybe work. Maybe that's what the unis are <laughs> teaching. Maybe they know that. Maybe this whole time when we've been complaining about group assignments, they're like, no, we're teaching you deeper lessons. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. is freedom. That's right. Dom's favourite time of the week. Yes. Where no one can veto his <laughs> ideas. Whatever Dom wants to go on the radio, whatever segment he wants to do, mm. happens. Uh, and it's not a privilege I get often, Zach, because often you are saying in the planning room, no, Dom, that one's not going on air tonight. Not just me, our producer Michael as well. <laughs> well, it's funny you mention our producer Michael because tonight's idea in freedom actually revolves around him. And I'm hopeful that we can put something to the test. So last night we were having a chat as a team. Yes. And I mentioned a recent Instagram post from one of my favourite people to follow on Instagram, host of the morning show, Larry Emder. Now, you know Larry Emder, Zach. What are your favourite Larry Emder memories? Um, to be honest, I get him and Andrew O'Keefe mixed up <laughs> all the time because they're both, both guys who host mm. uh, Australian game shows. On Channel 7. Uh, which ones did Larry do? Larry Emder was Price is Right. That's what he's most well known for. What Obviously, else did he do? He at Weekend Sunrise, I think. He, no, that was Andrew O'Keefe. So I'm, I'm getting confused now. Larry did another game show, didn't he? I don't think... Oh... No, no, I don't think he did. I okay, think he's well, just I guess Price, Price is, right. is Right is my favourite thing that I've seen him in. Yeah, so he, he's known for Price is Right. Now the morning show with Kylie on Channel 7. And I would say I reckon Larry Emder's top 20 Australian TV presenters. Maybe top 10 even. I okay, on Dom's list. In, on Dom's list, which I will be releasing in full in the newspapers this week. Everyone gets really excited about that. You know how, like, <laughs> um, those men's magazines do their top 100, <laughs> Forbes does their top 50 businesses. Yes. Dom does his top 20 Australian <laughs> TV presenters. Will the cash cow make it this year? You'll have to wait and find out on Saturday. Um, but look, our producer Michael at this stage, we're chatting about Larry Emder. When Michael, you said, well, you tell us what you said. I said, who's Larry Emder? That's right, Australia. Michael, our producer, now how old are you, Michael? 21? 22. 22? 22. Michael, a 22-year-old man who has grown up, or you spent all your life in, in Australia watching TV? Yeah, uh, the first part. The first part? That's all my life in Australia. Yeah, right, there we go. And you have not come across Larry Emder. This absolutely, I was blown away by this. I mean, I was reading books and stuff. Well, yeah, but he was doing other things, Tom. Larry's popping up in magazines. I'm I sure wasn't he's reading magazines. <laughs> and I guess not every young person like yourself had yes. their alarm clock to go off at five thirty <laughs> to watch Prices Right every afternoon. All I'm saying is, is I I would have thought Larry Emder would be prerequisite knowledge for all Australians. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's he's been one of the things that you would have to know. You know the national anthem, mm-hmm. right? You maybe you know the Baggy Green in the mm-hmm. Australian cricket team, and you know who Larry Emder. I don't is. think Michael would know the Baggy Green either. Well, Do you, Michael? <laughs> The hat the cricketers wear? Oh, they have a baggy green hat. Yeah, I wouldn't have known go. that name of it. He, he knows that. No, see, Michael was just describing it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Describe the hat. Oh, it's a baggy green. The point is, I thought Larry Emder, and knowing who he was, was prerequisite Australian knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I am pretty confident, Michael, that you are the only Australian, the only person in the country who doesn't know who Larry Emder is. So what's the segment you want to do? 
as Freedom tonight, Zach, I want to know on 131060, I want to put that to the test. Is there anybody else listening who doesn't know, who has no clue who Larry Emder is? You're hearing us talk about Larry Emder, banter about this guy, and you just do not know who we're talking about. That's what I want to find out. I think there definitely would be someone. My early prediction is this phone, this will be the first time in Freedom the phone lines have stayed dead, and that's how I want it to be. Why? Because he's so popular. I want to come back from the song, and rightfully, I want to see no phone calls and be able to say, everyone knows who Larry Emder is. Michael's the only one who doesn't. No, see, I think you're assuming what people's experiences are. Yeah. I feel like there'll be a lot of people out there who didn't watch TV every afternoon, (laughs) who don't read New Idea, (laughs) and aren't keeping up. With all the weekend sunrise. Could I just say, we've been doing Freedom for, I think, a month and a bit now. And out of the maybe six editions we've done, two of them have mentioned one was Koshy, now Larry Emder. I'm going through the Channel <laughs> 7 morning lineup here. i got to say, I'm pretty surprised by the reaction we've had on the phones to this, Zach. What's it's that? It's pretty comprehensive. Well, we've got a few calls. Of, maybe there's all people being saying, I can't believe Maybe you should check in. Maybe we should take some of these calls. That's true. Let's Miss Lav, do you know who Larry Emder is? G'day, fellas. I have no idea who that is. There we go, Dom. Seriously, Miss Love. I want to ask, do you watch much TV? Um, well, not anymore. Not really. But, um, like, I was born in Sydney. I, I, you know, I grew up watching, like, Cheese TV and all the classics, but mm. I have no idea who that is. That's unbelievable. I'm, I mean, Ellie's in Melbourne. Ellie, do you also have no <laughs> idea who Larry Emder is? Hi, sorry. Yeah, no yeah. No idea at all. Larry, uh, sorry, not Larry, Ellie, <laughs> I want to know, what were you doing at like 5pm, you know, on weekday afternoons in the mid-2000s when Price is Right were on? What, what were you doing then? Oh, well, I have no idea. Have you heard of the show Price is Right? No, she's I gone. I think Ellie's phone line's <laughs> dropped out. Maybe, maybe that's... Uh... She's Googling Larry now. <laughs> that's what it is. What about yeah, you? We're going to have a spike in his Wikipedia page tonight. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Uh, do you, are you a Larry M. Defan? Do you know who he is? I have no clue. No clue. So what, you've never watched Price is Right. You weren't doing that in the mid-2000s. Never. Never. Jeez. I just... Yep. This is actually taking my breath. Do you watch morning TV at all, Joe? Not, not anymore. Joe, let's... I watch a little bit of uh, Sunshine. Okay. Sunshine. <laughs> Sunrise. Sunrise. There we go. Okay. <laughs> no, I reckon we, we we should get see if we have this like measurement right. So if we yeah. ask Joe if he knows Koshi. That's a good idea. For example. Okay, Joe, you know who Koshi is, don't you? No. You don't no, know Koshi? No you just said no you, want, you just I said feel you like that Sunrise. one's outrageous. I feel like that <laughs> one's outrageous. I say you think Koshi's more well known than Larry. Of course yeah, he is. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Koshi's like Koshi should be the next prime minister, but I've thought that for that's a uh, <laughs> Can I just ask, Joe, while we've got you, I mean, you've heard us speak about Larry Emder for a little while now. Do you feel interested in tracking him down and doing some, some research into the man? I, I, gave him a, I gave him a real quick Google search. Yep. I, I noticed he's, he's not really a tall fella. No. No. He, yeah. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, that's probably all you need to know. of my search. Well, look, you know what? I like to think, Zach, that we've been educational on the show tonight. Yeah. I, I am really blown away by how many people in this country didn't know who Larry Well, do you want to do a little bit of an advocation at the end of this? Do you want to do a bit yeah, of a okay. speech to the people who have never heard what of Larry Ender before? Yeah. And what they're missing out on? Because you mentioned that you followed him on Instagram. Mm. Give some people some reasons of why they should look him up. Well, so firstly, probably the funniest Instagram page I follow, Larry Ender. He's hilarious. He'll regularly post uh, pictures from behind the scenes of, of the morning show on Channel 7. Okay. The pictures of his family. I think his son's a big surfer. Yep. I do know a lot about Larry Emder. It's getting a little weird. And, <laughs> and you know what? Even track down some old prices right moments on YouTube. He's an absolute legend, Larry Emder. He's one of Did the Did you watch it guys. every day? Every day. 
I, re- I remember once when I was a kid, I broke my foot and I requested that the hospital put the prices right on. <laughs> did you? I did. I couldn't miss Larry for the day. So do you know what? And I'm also thinking I should reach out to Larry. I need to start an awareness campaign for him. What we would it, What this. would happen yeah. if Larry yelled, Dom, come on down? <laughs> Well, How I would mean, you feel? I, I know you're just joking around and trying to have some fun, but that's a real misunderstanding of the show. It was the voice of a guy who said, come on down. Larry, just play the game. My apologies. Them. My apologies. Larry would not stoop to that level. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Low battery limbo. Dom on 13 10 60. We want to find the lowest phone battery in the country. It is a quarter past 12. Yes. The moment of day where a lot of batteries are getting to the end of their limits. That's right, Zach. We're on the tropical beach island right now. Uh, you've got your lovely flower necklace on as always. I've got a coconut I'm drinking out of. We're playing a game of low battery limbo. We'll play until the timer goes off. And when that timer goes off, the person who's on the line is the winner, Dom. Let's begin. Uh, Cherie in Lifco, what's your phone battery? 89%. 89%? Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, Sh- Cherie. I'm she's not sure. straight away. Uh, our first one fall. She... I reckon we can go lower than 89. <laughs> Call me crazy. I reckon we can do it. Brett in Townsville, what's your phone battery? 10%, mate. 10%? Oh, look at that. go. We're dropping 79% straight away. <laughs> Brett just shows up. And look, thanks for coming, Cherie, but Brett has shown you up pretty much instantly. Oh, I reckon he comes down to this island resort regularly. <laughs> Julia in Bundaberg, what's your phone battery? Six percent. Six percent. Under you go, Julia. We're getting so close to the five percent warning. (laughs) Thomas on the Gold Coast, what's your phone battery? Hey, my phone battery's on five percent. Under you go, Thomas. How low can you go? Kelly on the Central Coast, what's your phone battery, Kelly? Three percent. Three percent. We're getting to dangerous territory now. What a game of limbo. This is one of the best I've seen. Taylor in Dubbo, what's your phone battery, Taylor? I'm on 2%. 2%. 2%. Oh, there goes the buzzer. There's the buzzer, Taylor. The buzzer's gone. You have the lowest phone battery in the country. Congratulations. Do you want to know what you've won from the Island Resort, Taylor? I do, Taylor. I do. I would love to know. You've won a souvenir key ring from the Island Store. Oh. (laughs) Those are usually so overpriced as well, Taylor. So that's a great prize. Oh, you've saved yourself fifteen ninety five there. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. App or crap? Dom, it's getting harder and harder to pick real technology from fake technology. So before we leave tonight, mm. I thought I would pitch two apps at you. Yep. One is real, one is fake. You have to tell me which is which. So you, you mentioned before the theme tonight is camping. We're talking camping apps. Yeah, camping, outdoorsy. Can I just say, that felt counterintuitive to begin with because isn't the idea of camping to go away from technology into, into nature? Yeah, but I think if you incorporate a little bit of technology, not too much, okay, it can complement... Uh, your enjoying of nature. Just a, a pinch of technology. Sprinkle. Sure. Uh, our first app is called Board Buddies. Board Buddies. Yes, and you'd know that a lot of people when they go to the beach, whether they're camping, whether yep. they're in a unit, whatever they're doing, mm. um, if you're not from the beach, you might like to try surfing. Right, But okay. it can be hard 
to hire a board. Right. See, I thought this was going to be about when you go camping and you get bored. No. <laughs> Which is my experience. No, of surfboard surfing. buddies, you surfboard, could call it. Okay, okay so this buddy. is kind of like, you know, Airbnb. Yes. Like instead of staying in a hotel, like an actual commercial venture, you can stay in someone's personal home. This right. is like that, but for okay. surfboards. So instead of hiring a surfboard from a commercial place, you could hire one from someone who has 10 in their backyard. Yes. They're not going to use it that day. So they're like, yeah, sure, for uh, 20 bucks, you can hire my Malibu for half the day. Well, you're a surfer yourself, Zach. Would you use this particular app? 100%. Well, not anymore because they have my own surfboards. No, 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 but would you lend your surfboards out to people? Yeah, old ones, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so surfboard buddies. Board Uh, buddies. Board buddies. The next one is called Campable. Campable. Uh, Yeah, like Lunchables. Remember those? Not really. Okay, well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Campable is... um, Kind of like Airbnb as well, but for camper vans. Kind of. The way it works, Dom, is yeah. like instead of hiring out your house, yes. you can hire out your front lawn for a camper <laughs> van to come and park there overnight. Right. So instead of them having to pay the full rate of going to a campsite, okay. they can park on your front lawn, I guess like your side lawn. They could drive down the back if that's how your house was set up. But I mean, instead of hiring out a room in your house, you're hiring out like a patch of land on your property. I don't know if you'd want that though. You don't want to go down and get the, the mail and Jenny and Phil are sitting on the patio of the camper van having a cup of tea, do <laughs> no, you? but compared to like people who hire out their houses. I guess so. I guess it's like a portable... Um, uh, bed and breakfast, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not a bad idea. Um, Campable oh, of ball buddies. Which one's real? Which one's fake? Uh, you know what? Instantly I am going to say, and I don't want you to tell me whether I'm right or wrong until I give you my reasoning. Yep. I think board buddies is real yep. only because I think the only people who are used Campable are people 60 plus, mm. and I'm not sure they've got the latest technology. Okay. I don't mind your logic. Yep. Incorrect. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Seriously. Dom, you have been stumped. Campable's the real one. That's right. The other one, well, okay, I live in the suburbs. Mm. Do you reckon I could put my house on Campable and make some money? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I've been in your street. Uh, not a good place for a holiday. <laughs> that is all we've got time for on the show tonight. Uh, if you want to hear the whole thing back, search for Collective Now on iTunes. You can download the podcast there. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night from 11. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.